Welcome to PCTY Talks, a new podcast from the human capital management software provider, Paylocity. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson, and as an HR program manager at Paylocity, I will be navigating our journey together as we explore bite-sized topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, diversity and inclusion, and product knowledge. If you have an idea for a future podcast topic, please drop me a note at PCTYTalks at Paylocity.com. Okay, Corinne, this is going to be a short episode. Uh, We wanted to get on with you real quick and give our listeners an update on some of the things that happened over the weekend with the president signing a few executive orders. So let's start with that. And what do we need to know about those? Sure. So um, I'll start by just touching on all four of them at kind of a high level, and then we can talk about the Social Security deferral in a little more depth because uh, that's the one that's gotten the most attention since this all rolled out. Um, So the first one is an expansion of unemployment benefits. So um, as you know, under the CARES Act, there was a new program put out called Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, which added an additional $600 per week for weekly benefits um, to someone that is getting unemployment claims. That benefit ran out, though. So that lapsed on July 31st. um, And because it has lapsed, there are millions of Americans that are currently not working that um, aren't getting the same level of benefits that they were getting just weeks ago. Um, And one of the things that has been kind of a a point of contention between um, both parties in Uh, both of the dominant parties on Capitol Hill is the amount of additional unemployment aid that they would give in a next stimulus package. So one party is, you know, trying to continue to have that $600. One party is trying to keep it closer to 200. And really in this situation, um, the president kind of split it down the middle and is saying that we're going to continue it at $400 for the time being. Um, Interestingly, the order says that the federal government will cover uh, three quarters of that. So they'll cover $300. And then the states are going to have to find a way to pick up that extra $100. So that's beginning um, as of the week of unemployment ending on August 1st. The second order uh, was regarding eviction protections. Um, So under the CARES Act, landlords were prevented from evicting tenants uh, that were unable to pay their rent due to COVID-related reasons or to charge them late fees because of that. So it was really meant to protect people that were um, struggling to pay their bills and keep people in their homes, um, even though they were struggling through these really uncertain and difficult financial times. Um, Under this executive order, um, the Department of Treasury and Housing and Urban Development are charged with um, taking any actions that they legally can in order to extend those protections again. Uh, Next, there were some changes regarding student loan payments. So again, under the CARES Act, um, there was a suspension of the need to pay your federal student loans if they were owned by the Department of Labor. So um, this didn't apply across the board to any type of student loans, but certain student loans, um, there was some relief granted. You didn't have to, you didn't have to make those payments. Um, That relief is set to expire at the end of September. So the uh, order is just extending that until the end of this year. So December 31st. And then lastly, um, there was a, a memo put out by the president to the Secretary of Treasury, directing the Secretary of Treasury to suspend the collection of the employee portion of Social Security taxes. Um, This suspension is effective on September 1st and will last until the end of this year, December 31st. 
Okay, let's dive into that one a little bit more deeper because I think there's some complexities there. So Mm -hmm. tell me about that Social Security deferral. So um, the way that the memo is written does actually leave a a fair number of questions. But some of the things that we do know today is that in the way that it's written, it says that someone is eligible for this if during a biweekly pay period, they're generally paid less than $4,000 calculated on a pre-tax basis. So um, anyone in that bucket would be able to elect to defer. But one of the things that um, is a little bit of a a conflict there is that there were some other uh, materials put out by the White House that cite different numbers. So there was um, a a different material put out by them in a press release that actually cited $100,000 annually, so um, as opposed to $104,000 annually. So it just it comes up with a different limit. Uh, so one of the things that we need clarity on is what exactly do they mean by this $4,000 generally in a biweekly pay period? And when would that be effective for employees? So the effective date is actually September 1st. So today when we're recording this, it's August 12th. That doesn't give us a a whole lot of time um, to to get all the information that we need from Treasury in order to understand really practically how to implement this. And I'm assuming, obviously, those payments are going to be due at some point. Uh, When will those payments be due? Yeah. So you you noted the word suspension or deferral there. Um, So the president actually doesn't have power to unilaterally um, waive these taxes. So he does have the power to say that he's going to create this deferral. And he did charge the Secretary of Treasury in this order with trying to explore every and any avenue available to him to waive these taxes if possible. But that really would require some legislative action. And as of right now, um, there really isn't anything on the table that seems to have traction in that in that vein. So as of today, if you elect to defer this money, yes, it will be due at some point in the future. Now, that due date has not been determined yet. That's one of the things that the Secretary of Treasury has to um, has to determine and put out guidance on. We as a payroll industry um, kind of speculate that that might be due alongside um, individual income tax reporting on April 15th, but that is that is only a speculation. So, you know, when I think about this from an employer's perspective, I'm assuming that there's a lot that they don't know in terms of how to practically implement this change. Are you Are you seeing that as well, or are you seeing discussions about that? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think that's one of the um, one of the ways that we as a payroll community are really adding value to employers right now, uh, because we actually are, um, we have been working together through the National Payroll Reporting Consortium to create a list of um, points on which we need clarification and guidance in order to get these changes implemented into our systems as quickly as possible. Uh, the National Payroll Reporting Consortium actually um, seeks to pay about uh, a third of the private workforce. So um, it's a it's a very large portion of employees that we actually collectively represent. And um, through the collective minds that we have in that consortium, we were able to come up with a list of questions on which we need guidance in order to help Treasury um, kind of expedite getting us some of those answers. So um, in 
in that uh, in that list, we included things like, is this mandatory for employers? Because um, the way that it's written today, it's it's a little unclear whether employers have the ability to opt out. Can they say, I'm not doing this for my employees? Um, and that's something that, you know, we need a little bit more clarity on. Uh, we also want to know, you know, what happens if an employee fails to repay the deferred amount? Um, would that become the liability of the employer to, to, to take on there? Um, so there are, among you know, those technical questions that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, like um, what do you mean by pre-tax? And is it, you know, what do you mean by generally $4,000? There are also a, a couple of other questions like those about um, the whether it's mandatory and what that ultimate liability will be that we really tried to um, provide to Treasury in order to get this information a little bit sooner. So um, we actually spoke with IRS um, this week, and we're able to provide those questions to their counsel, um, who will take them away and um, try to give that guidance to employers as quickly as possible. So um, hopefully we'll be getting some more clarity relatively shortly so that we can help our um, employers and our clients um, implement this if they choose to. So Corinne, it seems like there's a lot of information that we're still struggling to know. I mean, like you said, it's August 12th and this goes into effect September 1st, which is not very far off. Um, it's amazing to hear that we have a good relationship with the IRS and the Treasury and the National Payroll Consortium and what they're doing to help get some answers. But do you do you have any idea of when we'll be able to, to share more or actually have some answers to those questions? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. So, you know, the first kind of call out I have is that these orders were only even signed on August 8th. So, um, you know, I actually think that these conversations that we're having and uh, uh, the way that Treasury and IRS are thinking about it right now um, are are happening as quickly as they can possibly happen. Um, and it seemed in, in that discussion, like um, the takeaway was, yes, we're already thinking about these things. Thank you for bringing them to our attention. We will be working to get guidance out as quickly as possible. And I would imagine that they will try to get additional guidance out within the next week or hopefully not even week and a half, um, just because there are going to be so many employers struggling to understand exactly how practically to implement this change with that effective date approaching so quickly. So um, I think that they've got all the right minds on it and we should have additional information soon. And then from our perspective, um, you know, I would anticipate that as soon as we have that information, we will be sharing that out. So the way that we always do, we'll put a tax alert out on paylocity.com. We'll update all of our resources in peak. Uh, we will put out another podcast and, and go from there. Yeah, for sure. Especially for our listeners who aren't Paylocity clients, we want to make sure that we're keeping you informed as well. So um, as soon as we get some of those answers, I suspect we will be recording again in about a week, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right, Crane. Well, thanks for jumping on with me tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much.